0: Jeff Kropp. Hey, good morning, everybody.
1: Great to be with you. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's Freedom Friday. You'll have the opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically tomorrow. But that's not today. Because today, we've got a very special guest coming on at the bottom of the hour. That's Will Lathrop, Republican running for Oregon Attorney General. We'll talk with him. Get an update on his campaign and get an update on... Are the political winds of Oregon really moving us to that place? What place, Jeff? Well, that place where the political winds are such that Oregon turns, instead of blue, quite purple. Maybe even red, you think it's possible? It is. This is happening all across the country. We're gonna talk about what is the Oregon Senate Republicans agenda. We're gonna talk today about Representative Reshke, conservative Republican from Klamath Falls, going to introduce a bill on parental rights for the February session. Yeah. He's a bit controversial. Of course, OPB did an interview with him and um, the interview seems to suggest that atheists and Muslims are not the types of people you want in government making tough decisions at tough times. Well, you don't want leftist Marxist atheists or leftist Marxist Muslims. I'll say it, in government. He didn't say that. He did tell OPB in a follow-up interview, he didn't mean to suggest that Oregon's one Muslim legislator, Senator Kais Jama, a Democrat out of Portland, was unfit to serve. Now, this gets to the controversy we're hearing about Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and how frankly she ought to be censured or she f- flat ought to be kicked out of Congress. In the speech that you have seen, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, but in that speech, she was talking in Somali because she's a Somali refugee, came here based on the largess of us. And she says in Somali, she doesn't represent the United States of America. She represents Somali. Is that treason or what? You see, I don't want Marxists of any religion. I don't want Marxist Christians, and you better believe there are some. They are the Christian organizations that the Center for Immigration Study did this report, and we'll talk about it, maybe tomorrow or next week, did a report of the hundreds of millions of dollars of your money, your money, going from the federal government into 200 non-governmental organizations, groups like the Seventh-day Adventists, the Hebrews groups, the Lutheran groups, the Catholic groups that are doing what? Hundreds of millions of dollars of your money going through these groups to help illegal aliens on their journey through Central America to then illegally cross into our border, where many of these same groups get additional money to move them into America. Yep, what's going on here, folks? I don't want Marxist-Christians voting for that. I don't want Marxist-Christian groups doing that. Because that's what it is. Because it is fulfilling the mandate of the open borders, open society, George Soros mentality, globalist mentality, folks. Destroying everything the rule of law means. Our country is based on laws. Is it not? You see, the entire system of governance that we have in America today is straight out of the Bible, folks. Go research it for yourself. Everything that is the foundation of this nation comes out of the word of God. or based on godly principles. Who's God's opponent? It's the enemy. The devil. Satan. So when everything that God created, which is good, is under assault, it is under assault by Satan, including the rule of law. A nation that has no borders is not a nation. And that's what the globalists and the George Soros types want. And that's what Marxist Christians want. Now, I am an evangelical Christian. And I try to live it every day in my life. I don't always get there. That's where God's grace and his forgiveness comes from. But I'm telling you right now, I am not a Marxist as a Christian. But there's a bunch of groups that are. And they're taking hundreds of millions of your dollars, your money. And they're making it easier for the illegals to come all the way up through Central America to then illegally cross our borders. What do you think about that? I don't like it. And neither should you. And neither should you like this bill that was passed last night. In Congress. It's called the Tax Relief for American Family and Workers Act. It's anything but. You know what? And by the way, you should know it passed by big numbers in the house now why would democrats pass for and i watched a congressman um hmm. amanda you might want to check uh apparently for some reason we're buffering Uh, it might be this particular person Anne marie I, i would restart your computer uh if i were you because it And I'll ask Amanda to check and see how we're doing. Folks, this, you ask yourself this question. This isn't rocket science. If Democrats in the House and the Senate, by big numbers, are supporting what is supposed to be a tax relief act on working families, you know it's nothing of the sort. The Heritage Foundation has a piece about this from January 27th. My lightning quick mind, that's only four days ago. It's a repudiation of principles of successful pro-family welfare reform, they write. It includes some beneficial provisions, including the forward-looking expensing provisions and double taxation relief for Taiwan. Now, I watched a Congressman, Republican Congressman from Missouri, Jason Smith, head of one of the committees, talk about how this reinstates all of these expiring or a bunch of these expiring Trump tax cuts. Do you know what it does? It weakens welfare work requirements. He said it didn't. He lied. He's a Republican, folks. And it's dressing up welfare benefits. As tax relief. So, you know what the truth of this thing, folks? This is the, there are three main takeaways from this. I just want you to know this. 91.5% of the family benefits in this is cash welfare. It's not tax relief for working families, it's a cash giveaway. No wonder the Democrats like it. Because of the retroactive and temporary nature, number two, of most of the expensing provisions, yes, okay. Uh, Thank you, Amanda, and thank you, Anne-Marie, you're right. We are have a a buffering um, issue, and during the break, we'll try to fix that. Because of the retroactive and temporary nature of most of the expensing provisions, the proposed Tax Relief for Working Families Act is not going to lead to any economic growth. Or maybe a tiny bit. But it would generate $155 billion in new federal deficits through the fiscal year of 2025, on top of the $2 trillion already baked into the budget. Do I sound a little lit up over this? Yes. Because a lot of Republicans voted for it, they think they have to. Lori Chavez D'Riemer voted for it. She's in a tough re-election race. I get that. Folks, this is kind of the kind of thing we have to stand against. It's pathetic. So also is liberal Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor says that she is traumatized by rulings from the conservative wing of the court. Oh, boo-hoo. Do you think? This is a gateway pun story. I'm sorry, folks. I'm I'm a little lit up this morning. Do you think Justice Clarence Thomas, they write, he's traumatized when Democrats and the media accuse him of being a corrupt criminal? How about Justice Kavanaugh? Do you suppose he was traumatized when the Democrats and the media accused him of being a rapist? Does Justice Sotomayor even hear herself? No. She's a woke leftist, folks. Today... I, I want to move on to something else, and then I'll uh, and we'll we'll take the break, and then we'll come back. Art, I want you to hang on through the break uh, because we need to war room training. Yes, the war room is back. It begins today at 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. back in the Ike box in the bay room where we held it last year. Representative, state representative, conservative Ed Deal, who represents part of the district I used to serve in, is going to talk about how we can help bills like Representative Rescues and bills like he's going to bring forward in this session to restore parental rights, to restore some common sense to government, to deal with the Secretary of State's Ministry of Truth, which is going to impact this radio show and impact your First Amendment right to be persuasive with people who are persuadable in your world. Seriously, folks, Ed Deal's going to join us today. He'll be there about 10:30, so we're going to be there from eight to three. I'll show up about 8:30. It's every Thursday. It starts today. Today's just training. That's all it is, and we have some new things we're going to train on. Mike Neerman is gonna be there about 1.30 today. So you wanna come, you wanna stay, all right? And grab something to eat at the Ike Box. They're great hosts for what we do. They're great, a great business owned by a Christian couple that dedicated the name of this to their son, Isaac, who died of cancer. Wonderful people. Ike Box, or war room training today at the Ike Box in the Bay Room, starts at eight o'clock. Come and join us, grab coffee. And have training today Ed field joins us Mike Nierman joins we us you're going to miss it. all right we'll fix the buffering thing and be back one.
0: Call jeff now at 503-589-1220 that's 503-589-1220 let's return now to more of political coffee with jeff krupp Stop the car.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the there i guess not everybody is uh having the buffering issue um it's going to be apparently we're not able to Take calls right now, so so you just hang on, everybody. Uh, we've got Will Lathrop, Republican candidate for uh, 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 Oregon Attorney General, that's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Sorry, uh, Art, and those of you who've tried to call in, uh, we're just we're having an issue, I guess, with some of what's happening here. Although Curtis sent me a text message, he said we're loud and clear here, so not sure what's going on there folks Trump is up big in the battleground states and according to a new poll and it is big folks and in fact it's so big story in the Liberty Daily today not only does he beat Bri- Biden bribery Biden they call him in this headline in the Liberty Daily but these are the best polling numbers of any Republican now get this any Republican in 20 years. Think about that for a moment. Now, what could be driving that? Well, let's temper it a little bit, friends. Because Jamie Dimon, who probably is going to run for office at some point, has is, is been the longtime serving CEO of Chase Bank. Largest bank in the world, I believe. I think that's right. So Jamie Dimon warns us about something going on here. You know what that is? I'll tell you. It's the out-of-control spending of Republicans and Democrats back in Congress. He says... He's warning, there's a story, he's warning of a rebellion as government debt balloons and the economy heads towards a cliff. Yeah. There is a rebellion. and There ought to be. Timothy um, sent me the YouTube equivalent of the story of... of that I talked about your tax dollars funding the migrant surge up through Central America. That's true through all of these religious organizations. It's a stunning thing. I'll have the uh, I'll have the video up there too, and I'll also put the story up there for today. I don't think we're going to talk about it today, just because we're going to end up. Running out of time, Trump folks is beating Biden in all seven crucial swing states. And every time there's a poll taken, the numbers get bigger. And most of them are outside of the margin of error. He's 10 points ahead in North Carolina, which is only one of seven states Trump got in 2020. And he won in 2020 by only two points in North Carolina. He's now 10 points up. But it's the other six pivotal states that Biden won last time in 2020. Where an absolute Trump landslide is possible. If the election were held today. It isn't. Trump's leading by eight points in Nevada and Georgia, and up five points in Michigan and Wisconsin, three points in Pennsylvania and Arizona. Now, when you add it, that's just a straight head-to-head matchup. When you add RFK Jr., Jill Stein, Cornel West, when you add those three, in all of those seven battleground states, his lead his average lead across all of the state grows to eight points. How does that translate to the Electoral College? Trump would have 77 more electoral votes than he did in 2020. And he would exceed the 306 he received in 2016. Now, before you get your hopes up, and Freddie, hang on, I guess we can get calls now, so... Let me just make this point, then I'm going to go to Freddie. Here's the deal, folks. The Democrats are spending hundreds. Oh, okay. Freddie, you left. All right. You can call back in after we do the interview with Will Lathrop, which is coming up in just a few minutes. Folks, you understand the left now is publicizing various groups. They're spending $250 million here. $250 million there. Outside groups. Outside groups not the Biden campaign, not the Democrat National Committee. They're loaded with dollars. They're going to spend and are out buying TV time right now. They're buying up all of the TV time. This is what Charlie Kirk talked about yesterday. They're buying all the TV time for Sunday night football, for Monday night football, for the Olympics. And they're going to beat Donald Trump up. So these poll numbers They're great for today, but not after Trump has 10 to one spent against him, which is probably what's gonna happen, folks. Why? Because he's had to spend $50 million defending himself in court against lawfare. And where's the Republican National Committee? Yesterday, they're meeting in Las Vegas. They're gonna try to borrow just a paltry $10 million to help support Republicans. They've wasted hundreds of millions of dollars, and they can't raise it. Why? Because we're not given them money, and nor should we. Back in a moment with Will Latham, Republican running for Oregon Attorney General. In an update on his campaign, I fully support him, and you should, too, back in a moment at 6.30.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: And we are back, my friends. I think we have uh, our issue fixed, at least partially for some people uh great to have you with us today it is political coffee will lathrop joins us right now he's a republican running for oregon attorney general will good morning to you
2: hey good morning jeff thanks for having me
1: folks you can check out will's website by the way it's will lathrop all one word dot com well you're running for oregon attorney general give me a sense of how things are going
2: i think they're going really well um you know, I have spent the last year running and, and kind of barnstorming the state and trying to hit as many of the counties as I can, and, I, and I've gotten to most of them. Um, I've been endorsed by 80 elected officials, and we've raised more money, I think, than a, any Republican attorney general candidate has before. So I think we're in a good spot.
1: Okay, so let me, um, let, let's talk about how you think you can win this statewide office for Oregon attorney general, what you think the issues are. Now I'm going to read you a headline here. This is out mm-hmm. of gateway pundit. This is a story folks. It's about illegal aliens who attack two New York police officers in times square. Okay. Eight of them beat up these two cops. Okay. There's a video of one of them getting released without bail, getting arrested for for assaulting two police officers, one of them being released without bail, and he walks outside the court and he flips the bird at the cameras. This is an illegal alien, came across our border, flipping us off because he got released with no bail now is this a campaign issue it ought to be. what do you think re- <laughs> thanks Jeff it, it's an it, the
2: I guess you know the, it, the short term of that is catch and release is a problem that happens in Oregon as well it's not it's not just people um, that aren't legal residents it's um, everybody drug dealers um, people committing constant car theft are just released without bail to disappear into the night and never come back or go to another state. And it's part of the justice system reform that um, was supposed to cr- progress our justice system forward um, in the last, you know, half decade. And it's made it really, really difficult to keep people safe and, and, and keep a thriving economy in Oregon. It's not an attorney general issue in the point that in the, in the sense that attorney generals enforce the law, they don't make the law. But there's measures in front of the legislature right now to fix that, and for whatever reason, in our our state legislature is just really reluctant to take that on. I know Kevin Mannix is is starting a is starting a petition to try to get something on the ballot um, in November to try to fix that problem as well here in Oregon. But it is a significant problem, and it really robs law enforcement of the ability to hold people accountable.
1: So, what can you do as attorney general to to s- to fight this, I mean, this This is a, a law in New York City that they, they've, you can, there's no bail in New York City. Okay, you can get arrested. Mm-hmm. You don't have to post bail for, for almost anything. I, I think there is a limit, I think, when it comes to murder, that kind of thing. But entering the country illegally, assaulting a cop, that's okay. If that comes, if people are proposing that in Oregon what can you do as attorney general to say no to that?
2: Well, I think as an attorney general, you can use your platform to advocate, especially as, as being a law enforcement expert, to really advocate to the legislature and and, and make um answer the press and make people know exactly what um, you know these laws do in practical terms. I mean Ballot Measure one ten, the, the legalization of drugs measure was a similar instance where this terrible thing was coming all the criminal law experts, the people working on the ground, the treatment experts were saying, this is a really, really bad idea. Nobody listened. And the attorney general just sat quietly and said nothing. And I really believe if our attorney general had spoken out publicly against about measure One Ten, we wouldn't have drugs legalized in Oregon and all these people wouldn't have died. And all this this terrible stuff that's happened over the last four years wouldn't have happened. So it's not all, all in a formal power. There's, there's a lot of um, intangible leadership um, that a attorney general can have just to speak expertise in, into, into specific issues that the common citizen doesn't know about or doesn't totally understand.
1: So you've been around the entire state for the last year. What is, can you name two top issues that would affect your race that people are telling you about? What would those issues be? I mean,
2: (laughs) Oregon has never been more united in its issues. I, I'm I'm in Redmond, Oregon now, being sisters later and then, then later in the day. And the people I talk to, I know it's going to be the same thing. People are concerned about crime, addiction, homelessness, um, our housing market, and a fragile economy. If I'm in Portland, it's the same. If I'm in my hometown of Joseph, Oregon, it's the same. Um, it's this very strange time in Oregon history where the issues that are most Um, front of mind for every Oregonian are almost identical. And so what's interesting also about that is that crime is, you know, a a large part of the attorney general's job. So um, that makes, that puts my race kind of front and center.
1: Well, it does crime. I mean, again, Portland is the poster child for that. How would you deal with Portland? I mean, the, the fentanyl crisis. So the governor comes out, does this dog and pony show with the chair of the Multnomah County Commission and the soon-to-be-retired, can't-be-fast-enough, feckless mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, comes out and does this. Go said they, they got a 90-day program where where they're gonna try to reduce fentanyl deaths. What would you do as attorney general with regards to fentanyl and all illegal drugs, given where we are with Measure 110?
2: You know, fentanyl doesn't grow on trees or isn't made in Oregon. It's created in a lab, and it's mostly created in China and some in Mexico, but it's it's transported to Mexico and then transported to the United States by organized, very organized and very wealthy international crime syndicates. That's how it gets here. And so you, you, Portland can't take on a fentanyl uh, crisis. It, it's much bigger than Portland. It's bigger than Multnomah County. It's bigger than the state of Oregon. And it's the role of the Attorney General to kind of um, lead strategy and push resources, lead the, the statewide charge to eradicate drug trade within within its borders. And so that just hasn't been happening. So every municipality, every county is sort of left of themselves to try to take on this huge monster of fentanyl, the most addictive drug in the world. and has created an addiction crisis of which we've never seen anything like. And the Attorney General is just not meeting the crisis right now. And so you can count on me as attorney general to really ramp up efforts to connect with the federal federal agencies and to connect local agencies to build a a collective strategy to take on the the foreign drug cartel and be as organized as they are and be as resourced as they are. And that's what needs to happen right now.
1: Well, uh, we have a bill brought forward, put forward by, been introduced by the Democrats in the legislature for this short session that supposedly recriminalizes certain of the drugs. It barely does anything. In fact, the National Review wrote a scathing piece on it uh, a couple of days ago about how it does nothing in essence. How would you approach that issue as attorney general? And as a candidate, will you come to try to testify Against it
2: or for it? Yeah, I will testify against it. Um, And and really what it is is an attempt to snow the voters. It's just treating the voters um, just disrespectfully. People in the industry know that this isn't a real attempt to recriminalize drugs. It's a fake attempt. and, And I can only assume the fake is that you can keep getting money from the special interest groups that the think tanks that wanted to create this human experiment in the first place. You can tell them, yeah, we're not really recriminalizing it. Then you go back to the people and you you make them feel like you've you've changed something when you've changed nothing. In 2020, I just said treatment experts, law enforcement experts, people on the ground were saying ballot measure 110 is going to be a total disaster. Here's what's going to happen. And over the course of the years, it is exactly what was predicted to happen, has happened. And now the legislature is going in to fix it. And you would think they would ask, they listen to the sheriff's association. They've listened to the police, chief, they'd listen to the district attorneys. You think they'd listen to the treatment providers and the, and the mayors and the county commissioners who are all telling them, this is the plan we want. This is the fix we want, but no, they come and they come with their own fix and their own arrogance and their own expertise. That's not going to do anything at all. So I totally oppose it. And my, and my opinion is that we should be listening to our law enforcement officials who who know the problem and and know the solutions and knew it back in 2020
0: couldn't
1: be more right absolutely couldn't be more right now you have an opponent uh on the democrat side do you have a republican opponent in the primary
2: i think somebody filed against me last week um i don't know his name i don't believe i have a i have a, a legitimate opponent though
1: okay Folks, um, go to Will's website. It's WillLathrop, all one word. dot com. Support him. Donate money. Offer to help in some way. Will, thanks so much. Keep up the great work, and let's talk again. Keep us updated. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. WillLathrop. folks. Back in a moment. Your phone calls. I think we got things fixed. That's good news. I want to hear from you on the issue. Six forty eight.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We're back, my friends. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. In a moment, we're going to go to the phones. Apparently, we do have things Sort of fixed up. Barbara, thank you, by the way, for the draft of House Bill forty seventy two. Now there are it's Democrat and Republican bill. Annexes on it. Pre session filed. It would make state agencies pay a fee to the city of Salem for the fire, police, and emergency medical services that the city provides based on the agency's use of state owned land in the city. Hmm. I wonder if this could have anything to do with the state making state owned land available for all the illegal aliens. You know, that's where they moved them, folks. I wonder if that has anything to do with It might. We'll see how that all plays out. Maybe we'll get Kevin to come to the war room today. Is War Room Training Day starts at eight to goes till three o'clock at the Ike Box, which is Caddy Corner across the street on the northwest corner of the Capitol. Okay. Ike box in the Bay Room. I'll be there. We've got State Representative Ed Deal joining us. Former State Representative Mike Nierman will join us also. It's going to be important. Training today. The, the session kicks off on Monday. We want to get trained up, want to get ready to go because things are a little bit different. It's not quite the same. But what is the same is our great advertisers like Freedom Heating and Air that really do make your life better. And they do, folks. Those of you who've had them, when you've had problems and you've called Freedom Heating and Air, you often send me emails, communications about how great it is to work with them. Folks, that ought to be the best endorsement you ever get. And a reason why, even if your system isn't acting up, that maybe you haven't changed the filters in forever, or maybe it is acting up, give them a call. They'll come out and they'll fix it. Right away, they'll assess what's going on. They'll talk it over with you. Maybe it's time for a new system. They do that too. Freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website, freedomheatingandair, all one word, .net, or just give them a call. 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Yeah, okay. So Amanda Richard writes... Now, this was before the bottom of the hour break that we weren't working online. So um, we'll do our best. I hope Richard, if we are working now, would you email me back and let me know? That'd be great. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Thanks for calling back. Sorry about the uh,
3: hey, no, up hey, this morning. Yes, we're dealing with technology here. It's your best friend and your worst enemy. No doubt about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Ellen, why isn't she running again? Because she saw the writing on the law that Oregonians were sick and dang tired of her being partisan and doing the bidding of the Democratic Party. You and I both know that, Jeff. And she's a coward and she couldn't stand getting her uh, rear end handed to her on a silver platter because that's what would happen. <laughs> Anyways, so the attorney general's job is to follow the Constitution and the law. And I'm impressed with our candidate. I've heard him say that this office is not going to be used as a weapon like it has in the past but it's going to be used to protect Oregonians from government, overreach, etc. This is a great thing, Jeff, and I did want to talk about red to purple, uh, and I sent you that email, I don't know, I mean, text message, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, here's, here's the deal. We now have some real good leaders, Ed Deal, Dennis Lithicum, who are gonna help us, bolt us, to become a purple or a red state. Red is definitely possible with these leaders that we now have in our state. Dennis Richardson was a leader, and you know what good he did I see a lot more happening because people are awake. They're tired of being treated like second-class citizens because that's how most of us are treated because of the Democrats. And yep, you're right,
1: Art. I, I got to let you go because I need to finish up, brother. You're absolutely right yep. about that. And folks, got, it's up to us. It's up got to you and up, I yeah. to influence our world. We have to do that while we still can for the uh, Democrat secretary of state, you know, turns us over to the FBI. That kind of thing. PacWest Lobby Group, folks, is a great group of influencers. They're going to be active here during the legislative session. In fact, they already are with some of these pre-session filed bills. They can help you maybe if you have a group that's having an issue with government. It could be local government, it could be state government. It's a great reason for you talk to the folks at PacWest Lobby. You might be surprised at how inexpensive it can be to hire a team to fix an expensive problem for years down the road. Go to pwlobby.com Meet their group Look at their values, their ethics pwlobby.com. I know these people well. I worked with them when I served in the legislature You should have great faith in them Got a text message That we don't need more laws. It is a mistake for Mannix or anyone else to do that. We need to fix the problem, get progressives out of politics. Folks, last night, you may not know this. I need to make you aware of it. Last night in the U.S. House of Representatives, a bill was brought forward to get this, to deport... Illegal aliens who steal your identity and commit social security fraud. Who steal your identity and get your benefits. This bill would have deported them. 155 Democrats voted against it. I kid you not, folks. This was H.R. 6678. Stephen Miller, one of the genius people in the Trump administration in terms of messaging, he tweeted this out, right? I saw it this morning. Last night, 155 Democrats voted against deporting illegal aliens who come to America, steal your identity and get your social security benefits. Maybe you could have a conversation with somebody about that in your world to sort of, yeah, just throw it out there to see if, well, maybe they think that's wrong. Be persuasive with persuasive people. But thanks for listening. Sorry for the mess ups today. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Freedom Friday. You'll be able to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Make it a great day because it's up to you. See you in the war room at 8 30.